This episode is sponsored by Grow Therapy. Grow Therapy was founded on the belief that quality mental health care should be accessible. It makes finding an in-network therapist easy. Go to growtherapy.com to find your match and let insurance pay for your therapy. Welcome to a place where you'll leave feeling whole. The Counseling Podcast brings at-home counseling right to you, focusing on self-care, self-expression, and breaking down barriers. Dr. Jacqueline and Dr. Stokes bring over 20 years of combined experience and a new sense of style to the word counseling. The two use humor and lighthearted conversation to explore these deeper feelings. Let's take the stigma away from counseling together. Welcome to another episode of the Counseling Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline. I'm Dr. Jeremiah Stokes. And we have another special guest today to talk about holiday stress. Chantella Boss is with us, so please tell us about yourself and where they can find you. My name is Chantella Boss, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in Lake Mary, Florida. My practice is called Boss Wellness LLC. So the website is Boss Wellness LLC, and um, I've been in private practice for a while now. It's a stressful time of year, so I know that we're all very busy and we have a lot going on. I think November is the most busiest if you can have two positives on that time of year. So I think that a lot of therapists are strapped right now and people are going through an awful lot with holiday stress and expectations and family drama. Um, So I know that we all are feeling it right now. (laughs) Yes. What is the first thing you should do if you're getting stressed? Well, I think it's taking a time to reflect inward if it's possible during these times is to take a step back and um, reevaluate where we are, um, you know, what our expectations are for ourselves and where we really feel like we should be versus where we are. I think during this time of year, there is a lot of, of hype on you know what others are doing around us trying to you know one up each other or feel good about ourselves and then also there's a lot of pressure to see family to see certain friends maybe to reconnect and all of that can have more stress on us i think than we even realize sometimes and and it can just all kind of come crashing down i i guess i'll just use myself as an example this morning so I was talking to Dr. Jacqueline, um, Dr. Stokes, um, we were texting and I was, t- <laughs> I was telling her that I was crying this morning. I was stressed. I did a news interview this morning and everything was fine. You know, you, you actually have to look like you got it going on. And then my dogs got in a fight and I seriously could not stop crying. Now, why do my dogs getting in a fight make me cry? I have no idea. One of my dogs has kidney disease. She's very sick. And I started getting extremely emotional. And I stepped back and realized that that it has a lot more to do with that. Obviously, I care about my dogs, but there's all these expectations I place on myself every day, you know, okay, go on the news, try to look good, know what you're talking about, see your clients, bill insurance, you know, hire someone else, bring someone in, help this person do that. And then I started getting all these calls on my phone. And I just was like, I'm done. I don't want to talk to people. I don't like people. I just want to stay in my hole and not talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. how did I, I, I had to like step back and I was like, whoa, whoa, I got to figure out what's going on. Like, 
I need a timeout. What do I need? And how do I figure out where I can pull back, step back, take care of myself and, um, and not put 125 million percent all the time in, but that's so hard, you know? So how do we do that for our clients? How do we teach them? That's so hard. It's th- first of all, thank you for your vulnerability because yes, I love that, that happens to all of us, right? It could be the dogs, <laughs> it could be the kids, it could be the work pressure. This is what happens to us. And, and what I'm hearing though, is that the holidays, that's like a hyper-focused time where this happens, right? Because there's all mm-hmm. these expectations. There's all this good stuff that's supposed to happen. We're supposed to visit with family. There's gifts, there's festivities, but then also there's all this pressure. What are some of the telltale signs that for our listeners that folks start to recognize, hey, these are this is a trying time right now. There's some things going on. What what are just some of those signs of awareness that they can have uh, to be prepared during the holiday season? Well, definitely, I think when it's harder to function in the day to day tasks, you know, when we start getting overwhelmed or we feel like we're on this treadmill that never ends. Um, a lot of times, too, I think social social situations or our parties or outies they can often feel like a chore or like something we have to check off. And we can be watching, looking at our phones, watching the clock, wanting to get, you know, leave the situation. So any time like that where we're really just not present, we're not enjoying ourselves, we, we're just trying to get through the day, I think there's a time to check in and think, is it all worth it? Like, what can we cut back on? Are we trying to do more than maybe we should? Do we have to go to the ugly sweater party? Do you know what? And what are our have tos versus our versus what we actually need to do like is it a holiday is it a like a work event we have to be at versus you know can we stay home so i think those feelings of overwhelming you know stress and wanting to isolate are become a problem and those are definitely signs that we need to step back a little bit and i think this morning i even texted you that you know, building those healthy boundaries and setting your own self-care and making yourself a priority. Because like you said, we all have those, like, I have to do this. I have to give myself to this person. I have to be present for all these people in my life, but then you're kind of taken away from yourself. So we have to have that balance of, we have to know when we have to listen to ourselves more in the moment. Right. It's so hard to do sometimes, especially with family, because family can put guilt on us. You know, there's always family guilt, especially around the holidays or who are you going to spend time with or, you know, how much time are you going to spend, especially if we have split families, which a lot of people do. So that makes it really tough trying to navigate all of that. There's so much output. You know, there's there's the family events. There's, as you mentioned, the work parties. I didn't even think about that. But then there's the work parties and then there's getting people gifts and and then the social get togethers and you know, attending the religious services and all of these things. And and it all really starts to compound for folks. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing in your practice, Chantala, do you notice sort of an uptick of stress around this time of year with your, with your clientele? Yes. I'm always busier during this time of year. And November is like known to be the busiest month for therapists and mental health professionals. Um, And a lot of it, you know, probably has to do with holiday depression, you know, feeling like, you should have uh, things you don't, right? Because we, we compare ourselves to others. Um, we always have. But right now, especially with all of the social media that's out there, you know, constantly seeing in front of our faces how beautiful everybody's life is, how wonderful, 
you know, everybody's situation is you don't see the dirty dishes, you don't see, you know, the family fights, you don't see the tears. And, and a lot of times our clients, you know, they feel isolated and alone, like something's wrong with them. And I try to, you know, I try to encourage them, you know, and I think as a therapist, as a clinician, we are a fly on the wall and we do have a lot of privilege to see that, you know, things are not what they seem. Things are not what they appear to be at all times. Um, but our clients and, and other people don't always, they really think that's people's reality. That's how it really is. And when you look at things that way, it can get very depressing because the expectations we place on ourselves, um, thinking that we should be something that we're not able to be, that's where it really gets tough on a person where they can really fall into some depression, you know, and anxiety for sure. Do you have any tips on how to help your clients feel okay to say no to, to whether it's family or friends and not overextend themselves? Sometimes they just feel uncomfortable saying no. Right. Well, I mean, it's important sometimes to write a list of the have tos and the, you know, what, what can you do that would be fun or that you don't have to do. And I think really making sure we do the things that we feel like are really important that are, that are um, going to benefit our family members, going to benefit um, those around us. If it's something regarding work, is it something that we need to do for our career? Is it going to make things um, you know, good between our boss or our coworkers, but then all of the other hype or fluff, I think it's, it's just trying to weed that out. Just like we would tell our clients to weed out negative thoughts or weed out stressful things. You know, how do we weed out what maybe just kind of, I hate to say it, but you know, junk, junk events, junk situation, you know, do I have to go look at those holiday lights? Do I have to go to that Christmas party? Are there really people there that care about me? Is this more a show? Um, unfortunately, to s a lot of it is, a lot of it is hype and a show. And so we have to focus on what really matters and who's going to remember that we were actually there, you know? And these are big topics because when we work with clients, especially helping them learn how to say no to, to family members and set boundaries and things like that, this can, this can unravel bigger issues. And then we need to know how to walk through those bigger issues with them as to, Hey, why, why do you think your family's putting this pressure on you? And you know, why do you think it's important to set boundaries? So when you help clients do this, does that then open up the door for some deeper issues related to family dynamics and interpersonal relationships and things like that? Well, yes. Every time we open, every time we talk, it seems like there's a deeper family issue discussion. It just, you can't get away from it. But I think especially during this time of year, you know, with whatever it is that's going on within the family, we're, all, we're faced with it more now than we ever are, you know, um, because we have to we have to deal with it, or, or at least we think we have to deal with it. You know, that's a that's a cultural thing too. I mean, family's important, but if you're going to ignore them all year and then force yourself to spend Christmas with them, what's what's that about? Like some people will do that. Some people will try to set really healthy boundaries, or maybe not ignore, but you know, they have a rift in the family and they're it's not repairable, and maybe they don't spend significant time with that family member. But then at Christmas time or Thanksgiving, it's almost like they have to put on this facade and, and who, I guess, asking ourselves, who are we putting that on for? Why are we feeling like we have to be something we're not? If we're able to set boundaries all year, why is it this time of year that we can't? 
Um, and is that for our, are we, are we trying to impress someone else? Are we trying to look a certain way? Is this really about our family? Is this really about, you know, what's healthy for us and our immediate family? So I guess there's a lot of really tough questions we have to ask, um, you know, because we're only on this planet for so long and the time we spend with people is valuable. So it's important that we don't overextend ourselves and that we ask ourselves tough questions sometimes. Have you seen any difference with, obviously, you know, everyone's been dealing with like COVID and, and different things around that. Have you seen any difference with um, how people feel with going back home or, or spending time with this family and what that, um, what kind of interaction they have now with COVID going on? I think a lot of people are just over COVID. There's such a, there's, it's just been going on for so long. I, if anything, I think that people are excited if they are seeing family um, because they want to, for the most part. Um, I haven't seen a lot of my clients having any dread about seeing certain people. So I, I think, you know, I think that the whole COVID thing, if anything, maybe it's, for what, for what I see with my clients, it's put a spin on, let's focus on what matters. Let's focus on, you know, the important topics, the, um, the things that, that bring us together, not tear us apart. Um, we're not going to talk about politics or religion or, you know, what happened two years ago last Christmas with when uncle did that or whatever it may be. Let's focus on, you know, what we want to remember as matters because, you know, unfortunately, we've been faced these last couple years with a lot of death and a lot of sickness. I do think it brings back to perspective a lot of things for a family. So it can be used as a positive in that way. Speaking of death and not specifically associated with COVID, but death in general, what do you notice with your clients around the holiday, around the holiday season when it comes to grief and deceased family members and things like that does it bring does it bring up certain emotions for them well yes that's a good point because it definitely does you know this is a time of year where we come together and are happy and and so some of those memories come back and some of those things that we wish were once the way they were are no longer you know and i think it does remind us also we have time off work we have time more time to reflect and sometimes that can be tough, but also can be really healthy. It's just about how we go about it, you know. Um, my grandmother has Alzheimer's, and she's my favorite person in the world. So this will be our first Christmas with her pretty far along. So she's not always all there. And so for me, I know that it's going to be hard. Um, I think part of me avoids seeing her because I think she's not even going to remember the last thing I talked to her about. But um, I think if we spend them, we spend it really being thankful for those relationships, for those moments we had, for the reasons why those people were so important to us or are even still with us, but maybe not to the same capacity. Um, that is what's really going to make the difference and, and keep us from having regrets and also help us through stages of grief. If we've lost someone, you know, avoiding those feelings, avoiding those emotions, pushing them away, only makes us bitter and sad and and unable to really deal with life long term. So a willingness to work through those emotions, but also having a sense of gratitude for those times spent with those family members. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Dr. Jacqueline? Well, what I'm hearing um, that I really like from you, Chantella, is 
really maybe restructure how you look at this time of year to reduce that anxiety and focus on the positive and the quality time and all the things you get to do. Like we are in control of what we decide and we can, you know, go into this with a good attitude. Right. We can make the holidays really what, what we want to make it. And it doesn't have to be red and green, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be all these things we think it has to. That's really just something in our head that, you know, is cultural. And that's fun and that's nice. But the main thing is really gratitude. Obviously, Thanksgiving's coming around. So, of course, we talk about that a lot. But and enjoying the positives of, of all of the blessings that we have because they are they are immense in this great country. You know, we've been through a lot the past couple of years, but we still have so much that most of the world doesn't. And what are your tips for staying calm, helping someone, you know, um, maybe coping skills to stay calm and when to take a breather? Well, it's really, I think a lot of it is about self, you know, knowing yourself, right? Um, Emotional intelligence, which is something I work on a lot with my clients. And, you know, we have we have certain people that we know, you know, are very emotionally in tune, maybe to the point where it's so much that they're highly anxious and other people who don't even really have a clue what they're feeling. And and they're just kind of just bumping into things and going through the day. So it's figuring out, you know, how to really be in tune enough with ourselves to know when we need to step back. Um, maybe knowing what some of those triggers are. I know you asked me earlier, Dr. Jacqueline, you know, what, what was it that triggered you? And I think that's something as therapists, we always ask ourselves, you know, what is going on in my life that's triggering me? Um, and why, and, and really understanding that understanding ourselves, because when we're able to do that, we can step back and, you know, look at where we need to set boundaries and where we need to work. Um, but simple things, obviously taking a walk, you know, taking time out for ourselves, going, you know, taking a bath, spending time with our, with our kids or with our animals, um, doing things that we love and enjoy. One thing I notice in private practice, it's something that sometimes I just sit up, sit back and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go again with that question is people come in, parents especially, and they say, I really want you to give my kid coping skills for dealing with her anxiety. That's what we need to do. Give her coping skills. And I sit back and I say, well, yeah, I mean, you can look that up on Google. I mean, we can come up with 20 right now. They're all listed. <laughs> but coping skills are so individual. And first, we have to be able to self-reflect and have that inside ability to know what works for us because going for a walk or making cookies or you know, doing certain things may not help someone else at all. And so there's no buy-in and there's no reason to even try it. So we really have to figure that out. Going into this holiday season, even having certain activities where we can do that, where we can sit down and really think about it. I love that. And I love that you bring that up because that's so true. Everyone is so individualized of what works for them. and But also another piece of it is, are you putting that effort into implement those coping skills for yourself? Because I have some people that come back to me and say, well, I didn't have time to do this or I, I didn't maybe make it a priority and they're still not feeling a change. And it's, we can only help so much, but we can help guide them to show them here are the tools. And then when you're at home in your daily routine to implement them so you can really start to see a change. Right. 
just like brushing our teeth or, or going to the gym, trying to implement those things every day into our practice, even if it doesn't always feel like it's helping because it becomes part of our routine. And, and so we can quickly go to those coping skills mechanisms, you know, um, it's really important. And then if one thing doesn't work, figuring out what might, um, having options available to us is always very important. But what I'm hearing though, too, Chantella, is that folks need to have insight. They need to be willing to engage in some self-exploration. And the holidays seem to be a great time to do that. I'm curious though, this is a kind of a fun topic. Um, and my wife, when she listens to this episode, she's going she's gonna to tune into this question. Um, Black Friday shoppers, what are some skills that you can equip them with as they go out and kind of walk into this madness? Those brave souls. What are your advice? For, what's your advice for them? I don't understand those brave souls. <laughs> I don't, oh man, advice. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's really just about. Um, I think you have to have a couple things that you really want and focus on that, and not get overwhelmed with all of the other stuff outside of that. You know, I I love deals and I love shopping. So if I see something that's on sale that it's a really good deal, I'm going to want to get it, um, and do what I need to do to get it, even if it's something I don't need, um, because it's a good deal. So we have to look outside of that and think, okay, what do we need versus what do we want? Once again, like the the list we make during the holidays and um, focus on those main things that we go out to get and then, you know, give ourselves a little leeway for other shopping, but not getting too much into the hype. I mean, I know there's a lot of shortage on things this year and there's a lot of things that they're even saying now that are going to go on sale before Black Friday or, or will not be less on Black Friday. So doing some more research too, especially this time of year with the way that um, the shortages are due to COVID is important before just going out there into the madness, you know, to save a couple bucks. Into the madness. And that's, I think that's a representation of what that is, right? And if people can take all of the content that we've discussed thus far, the coping skills, the insight, the self-exploration, the, the gratitude, and then apply that as they go out and do things like Black Friday shopping, obviously it can be anything related to holidays. I think that's going to be really important. Yes. And, and Black Friday shopping, uh, you know, it, if someone likes to shop, it should be fun, right? I mean, I right. think sometimes we look at it as like, okay, got to get through this day. We got to get through that day. Got through Thanksgiving. Now it's time to, you know, what about just being in it, being present and enjoying ourselves? Um, isn't that what it's really all about? Is being with family and being happy and being in the moment. You know, mindfulness is such, is such. It's so talked about. It's talked about all the time, everywhere. It's in your face. We, I feel like slogans are all over the world now about being present, being happy, being. Um, but do we really internalize that, or is that just something we say? You know. Absolutely, and even though it's subtle, and I tell my clients too, I always preface with. You've probably heard about mindfulness, but what I tell them is, is if you hear about something this much, there's probably some relevance to it. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, being able to apply it and internalize it is a, is a completely different thing altogether. Right. Absolutely. This time of year too is a great time to donate and give back to the, you know, children and families that don't have things. So you bring up really good, you know, discussion. I always tell my son this time of year, I mean, all throughout the year, but this time, you know any toys or anything that he has to donate for people that don't have, you know, that can't get certain gifts for their children. So it's a really, you know, 
good time when you're going to do that. I love that because it's teaching our kids so much about giving, you know, it's like they say, it's better to give than receive. And it really is that internal feeling when you're able to give somebody something and, and these kids don't have anything. So giving them, you know, a toothbrush and, you know, some coloring supplies are such a huge deal. Um, it just, it's such a, a wonderful thing to teach our kids the gift of giving and and not always about receiving and the gift of gratitude for what we have. It really does help us be in the moment and feel that mindfulness. I think that's a really important part of the holidays that sometimes we, we can easily forget. And you know what I'm also hearing too, as you're talking, Chantella, is that we don't have to be perfect during this time of year, right? Letting go of those expectations, letting go of this ideal, because I know folks go into this, to the holiday season, I think oftentimes with a perfectionistic ideal of what this time of year should be. So it sounds like people really need to kind of step away from that, be in the moment, take it a day at the time, take it a day at a time and be grateful. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, absolutely. I love the way you uh, summarize it so well, Dr. Stokes, that's exactly what it is. Do you have any other tips or anything else you want to share? Um, you know, I think one of the things too is, you know, the importance of not overspending during this time. And that's a whole nother topic, right? But a lot of times it's very easy to do. It's very easy to feel like we have to do all of the shopping or buying right now. And I think in light of all that's been going on within our world, it's important to understand that money is tight for people and, and, it, and it's okay if maybe we don't spend as much this year or we don't have as big of a Christmas as maybe we have in the past. We've been through a lot and um, things are getting better and going to continue to get better. But it, it is okay if, you know, we don't have as many decorations or as much fan- many fancy parties and we don't have to do or have all the presents that maybe we've had before. Focusing on these things that we've talked about, mindfulness, gratitude, being present, really being more self-aware. Those are gifts that we can give ourselves and our family that are far beyond anything material that is going to be lost or forgotten by next year. I've written that down. That's my philosophy for the holiday season, Chantella. That's what I'm doing. That's awesome. Yes, it's so important. I love it. All three of us, we should commit to that and hold each other accountable. Yes, I'm in. Oh, well, this has been so great. We want to thank you so much, Chantella, for spending your time with us today and giving our listeners fantastic information. Yes. And um, thank you for joining us. And until next time, we'll see thank you. you. So, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Counseling Podcast with Dr. Jacqueline and Dr. Stokes. Please take this time to thank yourself for putting in the work. If this episode impacted you in any way, let us know with a loving and honest review. If you have any questions or want to continue the conversation from today, you can reach out to us at thecounselingpodcast at gmail.com and we can answer your questions right here on the show. Or you can find Dr. Jacqueline and Dr. Stokes on Instagram at docjacqueline and at Dr. Jeremiah Stokes.